and welcome to Vista Talks, interesting discussions with interesting people from around the world. I'm your host for today, Priscilla Charles, and I'm joined, thanks to the magic of the internet, by Hannah Webb. Hi, Hannah. Hi, Priscilla. How are you? <laughs> Thank, uh, great. Uh, how are you? And thanks for being on the show today. It's lovely to have you. Um, yes, Hannah you. is the Senior Vice President, Business and Consumer Services, Talent Management and BPO at Enterprise Highland. Island. Uh, you're very welcome, Hannah. So thanks for being on the show and let's move on, get on to the show. Uh, so I'll, have, I'll start with the first question, uh, quite generic really, but Anna, can you take us through your background? We really want to get to know you, uh, tell us a bit about you know, uh, what you've done in the past, um, all the way up to your current activities today. Sure. So my background is in international trade. Uh, I started out at the Maine International Trade Center uh, back in my home state of Maine. And I was working there as a research associate. So it was an internship program um, where we had uh, research projects based on international trade. So importing, exporting, um, helping all the main companies uh, with all their questions around logistics and how to get their products overseas and around the world, um, how to do business in different cultures and different countries, what were the traditions and how should they connect with local networks and communities. Uh, so I really built my foundation um, researching all of these pieces um, around international trade. And then I moved up to actually manage the program. Uh, so I took over the internship uh, and our, our market research uh, for the organization. So we were working again across all sectors, um, you know, helping our companies better themselves uh, to grow their international sales and their international experiences. So that was a really good foundation um, to learn about all the ins and outs, um, all the, the challenges and the opportunities that there are uh, in international trade. Um, from there, I actually got connected to Enterprise Ireland. So I met a few of the New York team members um, in Maine. And when they told me that there was an opportunity coming up, I was really excited. I was really interested to learn more about Irish companies and what Enterprise Ireland was doing. Uh, so the initial role was in consumer goods um, and retail technology. So I moved to New York um, and took up that role. Uh, since then, I've switched into the business and consumer services portfolio, as you said, uh, and that's been a really interesting shift because I was used to working in Maine. Um, I also covered the composites and boat building industries, which are, you know, moving really large physical products and items around the world. Um, so from that sort of product side, I've now moved into the services and technologies. So in the services portfolio, there's a lot around um, business process outsourcing and HR technology, talent technology. So how are companies using these like platforms and, and different tech uh, to provide services globally? That's so interesting. Um, your, um, your hands are full, <laughs> I can tell. <laughs> and that is a particular, um, a very peculiar switch. But um, Regarding that switch, you started from an English literature uh, bachelor's degree, the University of Edinburgh, uh, which is quite uh, quite different. Can you can you take us from there? What what um, got you interested in English literature in the first place, and uh, what made you switch? Made you go from one to the other? Sure. So I've just always loved English. Uh, it was always a subject that was really interesting to me and that I really felt passionately about. Um, so when I decided to go to college, I was looking at different universities. I also knew that I wanted to study abroad, so that was a really important um, feature for me. So when I connected with the University of Edinburgh, they, they tell you to choose a major right away. So if I had gone to a U.S. school, 
you go in usually undecided. You might take a few different courses and, and figure out what you want to do, you know, down the line, two or three years in. Um, but because I had chosen to go to Scotland, you choose at the beginning. Um, so I thought to myself, what do I really like? What will I enjoy? Um, I didn't at the time really know exactly where my career would head or, or what the future would hold. So I think regardless of you know, what I was going to do later in life, I knew that at least for four years, I would really enjoy studying English and learning about the different literature from an, a really international perspective. Um, and the University of Edinburgh really provided that, um, that for me. So I went for it, <laughs> um, you know, dove in, um, moved to Scotland, uh, studied, studied there for four years, um, learned all about different literary um, figures and, and history. And I think that was a really good choice in the end because you learn, develop, uh, you develop communication skills, you develop written and verbal communication skills that really impact your day-to-day -day life um, in the business world. So uh, I've been able to sort of transfer a lot of those skills that I that I studied and, and learned in, in Scotland um, into my day-to-day -day work. So I think, think in the end it was the right choice and, and I really enjoyed my time over That's there. fantastic. Oh, great. Um, and now you're currently, um, as um, mentioned before, a senior's vi senior vice president, business and consumer services, talent, HR management, BPO at Enterprise Island. So um, for those uh, in our audience who wouldn't be familiar with Enterprise Island, uh, the company is, uh, it's, it's really a government organization responsible for the development and growth of Irish business globally. So uh, can you tell us a bit more about your current role and about the organization? Enterprise Ireland is the trade development agency and VC arm of the Irish government. So we work with companies, with Irish companies, helping them to expand and innovate and scale their businesses overseas. So as the director of our business and consumer services portfolio, uh, my, my target you know, is to help companies um, get into the US market and to grow their business here. So uh, we do that in a number of different ways. Um, my day-to-day -day can really vary depending on which companies I'm working with and which projects we have uh, ongoing. Um, one day I might be having a conversation with a company around their value proposition and how they're really going to diversify themselves uh, in the U.S. market against their competitors here. Um, and another day I might be at a trade show um, networking and trying to build out my own personal network of contacts that are within the industry and that are really valuable for our Irish companies when they get into the market here. Wow, fantastic. Very diversified role indeed. And um, what are the key priorities of Enterprise Ireland? What would you say? At Enterprise Ireland, uh, we strive to make a really positive economic impact across the whole country of Ireland. And we do this by increasing the number of jobs and exports. Uh, as of 2018, uh, Enterprise Ireland companies support uh, over 215,000 jobs across Ireland. Uh, not just in Dublin, but rurally as well. Um, and Ireland is just one market that the companies work within. So they know that if they are going to grow and, and hit the scale that they want to achieve, they have to go international, right? Yeah. So they have to look overseas. They have to go diversify their markets and uh, build their reputation abroad. So um, in the U.S., for example, uh, in the U.S., we support another 100,000 jobs uh, are supported by Irish companies. Um, and that's about 800 Irish companies that are working within the U.S. market. Wow. So it's a really important market for the companies. Yeah. Um, it's a really good way for them to diversify and for them to expand and, and grow. The market is obviously very large here. Regardless of the sector, there's usually a pretty good opportunity. 
Um, and so we are working with the, the companies to help them really establish themselves in the market and achieve the growth that they need. Uh, so the priority for Enterprise Ireland is to provide the connections, the support, the funding that our Irish businesses need to really achieve success internationally. Great, thank you. And um, speaking of services and um, how for companies uh, to be able to expand internationally, so at the organization provide different types of services. Um, and I understand some of the key sectors uh, include um, uh, apparel, textiles, among many others, uh, also te digital technology, medtech, uh, fintech, and construction. And um, in an interview last year, um, uh, you commented on Irish retail technologies companies understanding the challenges that U.S. retailers face um, as they provide highly advanced platforms and innovative sol solutions that address issues such as how to track online um, uh, to in-store purchases, how to manage data analysis and deliver customer experience. So speaking of retail, uh, over the past three years, what trends have you noticed with uh, companies looking to expand internationally? Sure. So I think the the key focus is on the consumer, right? So the consumer is changing, uh, the consumer is evolving, and what we're seeing is that the retailer has to keep up. They have to, um, you know, react to that demand. So um, there's a lot of focus on the customer experience, how they're engaging with the retailer, whether that's online or in the store, uh, and there's a lot of there are a lot of gaps still because it's it's an evolution right so things are happening things are changing and and people are trying to figure out what exactly uh, is a trend and what will last you know what are the new standards um, from the consumers and and from the retailers that need to be met so uh, it's been really interesting to, to be in the US for that and and to see the Irish companies really provide a lot of innovative um, and supportive technologies, different platforms, uh, things around payments, you know, how can how a consumer is paying for the goods, um, how they're selecting the goods, again, whether online or, or in store mm -hmm. um, is a really different process and they're expecting different things. They're expecting convenience and an experiential uh, moment uh, when they're when they're shopping. So um, what can they what can the retailers do to, to really keep up um, and to really modernize. There's a lot of uh, more traditional, uh, larger companies, not just retailers, larger companies that tend to be a bit more traditional. Um, and we're seeing it in the you know HR tech space as well, where again, it's all sort of driven by the consumer, the employee, um, and they need more and they want more. And uh, the technologies have to keep up and they have to drive uh, the innovations that we're seeing. So our companies have been able to sort of leverage that that gap um, between the retailer and the consumer to really provide different supports and, and technologies that um, will help everyone, I guess, eventually land on the same page, um, you know, and, and sort of close that gap into the future. Fantastic. Yeah, I suppose the, the pace is not necessarily the same and the, the cultural differences as well are very important, yeah, from one sure. continent to another. Okay, and just to come back on the services, um, so would you be able to develop a little bit more on the type of services that Enterprise Island provides? Um, is there any specific sectors that the uh, organization is focusing at the moment or is it an overall? We do 
focus on every sector, I would say. Um, we, do have, we do have clients in, in about every sector. Um, we're currently invested in about 1,300 companies, um, and about half of those are, are doing business uh, within the U.S. market. Um, and they're across very, you know, very um, diverse sectors. So we have specialists on the team here that will focus in on different portfolios and different industries so that they can provide really specific support. Um, we are, first of all, the largest VC in Europe and the um, third largest VC in the world uh, based on the number of deals. So when we invest in our companies, we're looking for uh, the the next best technology, um, the next really high potential startup. That's how we refer to our startups as high potential um, because we want to make sure that they are companies that will really um, innovate and focus on their R&D and really make an impact again to that, to the, to the economy in Ireland mm -hmm. and, and around the world. Yeah. Um, so we invested in those companies. Um, in 2018, we invested in 132 new startups, uh, which is incredible to see because you get to work with the entrepreneurs when they just have an idea um, and they come to Enterprise Ireland and uh, they might apply for certain funding um, and it helps them to make that idea into an, a reality for them and into a business. Um, and we work with them right through, you know, from the start, uh, right through the commercialization process. So we get to see how they're evolving and what are the challenges they face and what type of strategy and business development do they need. And, and we can expand our supports that way um, through the process. Uh, once the company, once the company is a little bit more founded and established um, and they're ready to go overseas, then they can work with one of our 33 offices and growing um, overseas. So we cover over 60 markets um, from those offices and my colleagues and I are getting the local knowledge, we're understanding what's happening in the industries, and we can share that knowledge with the companies um, as they try to enter new markets. So there's there's a lot of different services. Um, again, we can go into R&D, we have lean manufacturing supports, um, we have different funding around that sort of market discovery phase, and then the actual market entry, figuring out you know what's your uh, channel into the market, are you gonna work with partners and distributors? Um, so there really is a lot <laughs> that goes into it. Um, and we try to capture the full process um, and, and help even on the sales and marketing side, you know, as companies that are established here, yes. um, Tech, um, you know, we can we can work with some of our other networks and some of our other functions to connect um, them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, no, that's great. I suppose that really demonstrates the importance of, um, of such an organization to uh, to help a company really looking to go globally because not everybody's able to do that, obviously, you know, it takes yeah. a, lot, a lot of skills, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot yeah. of things that we don't necessarily think of, yeah, when going yeah. global. It's fantastic. So what advice now would you give yourself to cherish and international um, organizations looking to develop their brands globally? Because it is, it is a challenge. It's, it's a challenge, but it's a wonderful opportunity. So I would say definitely for our companies, we are encouraging them to export. Uh, we're encouraging them to be ambitious and look for that growth. Uh, so I think the the drive and the ambition is the first piece to want to grow your business and to want to achieve certain success and to set targets for yourself. Um, and then when you have that drive, you have to hone it, right? So you've got to really be prepared and be realistic. 
So being prepared um, before you enter a market is really, really crucial. Uh, we have a market research center where we provide different reports and statistics and analysis on different markets across the world. Um, and getting that research, getting the, the facts in front of you and, and seeing which directions you know that, that the industries are going in is really important. Yeah. Um, doing your own market research, talking to people, um, coming into the market, um, knowing that you're not going to make a sales pitch, but you just want to have a conversation with mm -hmm. some advisors. Yes. Um, you know, getting that that information is really valuable. And then I think the the other piece of that is is being realistic about your timeline and about the challenges that you'll face. So you know there are going to be hurdles. No one enters the market seamlessly, uh, you know, without some some hurdles here and there. So I think once you once you know that you're prepared, you have the right information. You have to be able to put the full resources and energy and time and money behind entering a market. So you need to know Absolutely. that when you do face a challenge, you can handle it and you're going to be focused to address it. Um, and I think particularly in the U.S. market, when you enter the U.S. Uh, it's really important to have your sales and your marketing function uh, up to par because you'll go into certain large corporates here or even small businesses in the U.S. and there are certain standards and there's a certain business culture and it's all about first impressions and yeah. you really want to come across as a professional and as having done your homework and, and being really prepared for the market. Absolutely. So, it's really hard to come back, you know, from a from a missed opportunity um, if the first impression is is not up to par. So, um, you know, being being really prepared and, and realistic, and then leveraging your network as much as possible uh, is is really, um, you know, leveraging your Enterprise Ireland network, leveraging the Irish American community. Yes. Um, clearly, again, in the U.S. Um, is really important. And then you'll you'll see doors start to open, and um, once you get that first reference site. And you can sort of make a case study and share the the success that you've had. Um, it will start to snowball, and and you'll start to expand your business. Fantastic! Thank you so much. Great advice. Um, so now um, I'd like to talk about um, some of the other um, uh, activities that Enterprise Ireland is involved in. I understand um, uh, the, the, the organization is involved in numerous events throughout the year. Uh, one of them uh, is coming next month uh, from March 13 to 15, where Enterprise Ireland will be hosting the Economic Mission to Philadelphia, um, which is in partnership with the City of Philadelphia and the PA Department of Community and Economic Development. Can you tell us a little bit about the event, please? Yeah. The economic mission that we're running to Philadelphia in March is a great example of one of our in-market events. So we get the companies into the U.S. and they get to have firsthand experience on the ground, um, meeting with their potential customers and developing their community and their network uh, within a local city. So it's really important for us to partner with our, our local um, equivalent. Uh, so the city of Philadelphia is involved, the state of Pennsylvania, and these are economic development groups. So they understand trade. Uh, they know exactly what we're about and what our companies uh, need to do while they're here. So it's a really valuable partnership Absolutely. for us. Um, and in particular, they've been very supportive um, in Philadelphia and Pennsylvania um, because there's a strong Irish community there. Irish American heritage can play a large role. But more importantly, it's the Irish American business community that we're really tapping into. So these are still people that are looking to you know, develop partnerships and relationships with international businesses. Um, so we'll set matchmaking, we'll do a little matchmaking, we'll set meetings for the companies, um, and we'll also host uh, receptions and, and try to 
broaden our network um, and get the Irish companies really connected to, to the local community and start those business relationships because we also want to show that Irish companies are not only capable and innovative, but they're trustworthy. And that's something that we've heard time and time again from the customers that we work with. That's very important. Yeah, that the Irish companies are, are building partnerships. They're not looking for a one-time quick win. They actually want to become a partner and um, you know, mutually benefit uh, that relationship. Fantastic, thank you. Um, so, um, you know, uh, you also attended um, recently um, an event uh, called 100 Women in Finance in New York um, with some of today's leading women in the finance industry. Um, can you tell us a little bit about how, how, how do you see how important is the role of such conferences in mentoring um, and women in leadership? I can't even express how valuable it is. Um, these conferences are incredible and we we try to be a part of that. We strive to be a part of that at Enterprise Ireland as well by hosting seminars and um, doing panels and, and conferences around thought leadership. So what are the different topics? Um, what are the things that people are looking at? And for sure, gender equity and diversity in the workplace is a key topic right now. So yes, yeah. it's really, really important to have those conversations and and have more conversations and more discussions and you know get get the right people in the room um, so that uh, particularly younger generations can benefit and can learn um, from the experiences of those before them. So um, the 100 Women in Finance. Uh, group partnered with the Consulate of Ireland in New York. Um, so it was hosted uh, just across the hallway here, a great event because they took a very large topic and uh, narrowed it down to mentorship and sponsorship. So what does that mean for women in business and, and how do you um, leverage and, and use uh, guidance and mentorship to actually advance your career? Um, the moderator was uh, Deirdre O'Connor with Goldman Sachs and she was just incredible in sort of sharing um, you know, what those terms even mean and um, how undervalued they really are, not just for women, but for everyone um, in business, because you have to proactively seek out, uh, you know, people who are going to guide you and who are going to influence you and inspire you, but also those who are going to fight for you and who are going to actually help you, um, you know, progress and, and advance in your career. So Absolutely. that was a that was a really interesting event. And, and I thought, um, you know, very topical, very relevant um, to, to working in the U.S. market. Um, and it, it's an area that Enterprise Ireland works on as well. We've got um, funding specifically for female founders. Um, and of our startups, um, we've increased the female participation from just 7% to now 22%. Wow. Um, so it's really important for us to keep working with female founders. And it's just one part of the job that I particularly love. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Um, one last question. Uh, is there any project, any particular burning project or a um, new top secret project you'd, you'd like to share with our audience? We're very curious today. Yes, yes, definitely. We've launched a campaign called the Irish Advantage, and we are working across all different platforms, social media. We have a website. You can search it, irishadvantage.com. And we share stories there, uh, news, success stories, updates, um, different uh, programming and events. And it's all about the phenomenal things that Irish companies are doing, how they're being innovative, how they're being, uh, how they're developing uh, new technologies and how they are winning business uh, internationally. 
Fantastic. Thank you so much. That is that sounds very exciting. I'm definitely looking forward to check this out. <laughs> um, thank you so much for your time, Hannah. We really appreciate it. It was so interesting. Um, so um, it's the end of today's show, unfortunately, already, <laughs> uh, with Hannah Wett from Enterprise Island. Please make sure to tune again uh, for another Vista Talk show with more interesting discussions with interesting people from around the world. Thank you. Bye.